Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers, episode number 27 for September 10th, 2010. I am your host, Cade Dworkin, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest is Michelle Tripp, at Michelle Tripp. As always, I have to thank this show's sponsor, Solvate. If you haven't already heard, Solvate is building the country's premier on-demand workforce. If you're a consultant, freelancer, or contractor, come join me and the other top independent professionals on the platform. You can create your profile in the Solvate Talent Engine by simply heading over to Solvate.com. Today's guest happens to be someone who I, I've got a reference through a future guest on the show, and she said that uh, Michelle was just amazing and that I needed to interact with her. So a couple of tweets, a couple of DMs later, and uh, here you are on the show. Thank you for joining me, Michelle. Thank you, Cade. You've listened to a couple of these shows. You know exactly what I'm going to do here and step back and let you introduce yourself to folks. I'm Michelle Tripp, and I'm a creative director and brand strategist. I live in New York, and... And I met Cade through Twitter. Yeah, so I mean, talk to me a little bit about uh, the entire brand strategist side of your life for just a oh, minute. Oh, my goodness. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> then let's get into it. Um, well, I really love brands. And one of the reasons I love them so much is because of the impact that they can have on the consumer at a really deep emotional level. I just feel like, um, you know, a lot of people don't have a lot of respect for marketing and um, they say, oh, you know, you're just trying to sell people things that they don't need or that they don't want. But I take offense to that because I think that as a marketer and as a brand strategist, it's our goal to give life to a product and make it more meaningful to the consumer. And of course, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different strategies to do that, but I think that marketing and branding are really very valuable. I, I totally agree with you, right? I mean, obviously, you know, my marketing background and my uh, MSIM degree jumps out at me as saying, hey, you know, marketing is a key point in, in, you know, making people aware of what you're doing and why your product or service has real value uh, before right. they, they can get to that point. So how did you get into, you know, the marketing side of the world? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, you know, my first job was in radio, and within a couple of weeks of taking the job, I guess they needed a copywriter, and I had loved to write pretty much, you know, ever since I picked up a pencil. And um, so I started writing radio commercials and really had a knack for it, and then I started producing radio commercials. And then I guess at some point I, I realized that I couldn't make a big impact on clients unless I could affect more of their marketing, not just writing radio. Okay. And um, so I started looking for a marketing job, and I took a job as the marketing director for a consultant. And um, so I did that for about a year. And at that point, I started to really – I had so much freedom. I could develop his PR, do his marketing, just pretty much the sky was the limit. And so I started to see where my skills were. And I think from there, I just decided I wanted to learn everything possible about the industry. And so I first took a job for about six months at a printer. Um, I had lived next door to a printer as a kid. And so I basically gave him a call and said, I want to learn Cork Express and I want to learn graphic design. And can I come work for you? And they said, sure, come on. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a great story about how you kind of launched into all this and how you have a very different perspective on how – uh, you would approach brands and how they interact with their consumers. Um, well, I just felt like, uh, and I've, I guess I've always had this philosophy. 
And that is, you know, you really can't do the job right if you don't have a perspective of a lot of the different pieces. It really just drives me crazy when, you know, people come in and they they just have maybe a piece of a background and then they want to call themselves experts or, you know, marketing directors or whatever. All of a sudden they jump in and they're a social media expert. And, you know, I think to really begin to start to understand the landscape of marketing, you really have to understand a lot of the different pieces and um, it takes it takes many years. You know, it's not an overnight success kind of thing. No, and even if you decide to fast track it in some of the ways that I have where you read hundreds upon hundreds of books or you go to school nonstop while working and figuring it out. I, you know, you're still not going to get That's what close. I was doing all that time. I mean, just, I mean, I'm echoing what you're saying. Sure. And that is, you know, whenever I decided that I wanted to be in advertising, I consumed every single book I could. I mean, I was, I was a maniac. Well, is there <laughs> I, any... was, I was at the bookstore if I, all the time and pretty much reading in every spare minute. And back then, you know, we had the internet, but it wasn't the way it is today where there's so much information. Sure. Like right now, if I want to, you know, if I need like, let's say a PR strategy and I want some good ideas, you know, think about it, Google it and you get perspectives from, you know, thousands of people. And um, it's pretty amazing. It definitely is. But, I, you know, this is my old passion for books, right? I mean, you know, I went into college thinking that I was actually going to come out a book publicist. Long story as to how that changed. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, were there any specific books that that really stood out to you as being influential in how you perceived marketing and advertising and brand management? I should have known you would ask me something like that. Of course, I would. <laughs> just knowing that there's so many books I've read, I just can't even begin. But you know, ironically, <laughs> um, I used to read Guy Kawasaki a lot whenever okay. I first you know started getting into it. And now, of course, I've I don't know if you read my post uh, last year when I kind of made fun of him for having ghost tweeters and, you know, I unfollowed him mm -hmm. <laughs> just to make a point. But sure. definitely, you know, Guy Kawasaki, he had a great attitude. Um, he definitely looked at marketing in a very different way, very innovative. And I've always admired that. Well, now, I can't, you know, I can't name you any um, sure. books that he's written lately that I've read. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, but it's one of those things where, you know, I'm asking you to recall information from over a decade ago. That's not exactly <laughs> fair for me as an interviewer to do. That's it. Let's bring it it's to my some... memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring it to something a little more current, though, because I know that you were involved in TEDx Women, right? Uh, well, um, I was not involved with TED Women, but I did write a post recently okay. because I really felt that um, that TED Women was doing a disservice to women, mm -hmm. and it definitely got a lot of um, feedback. And you know, TED and TED Women even contacted me, and you know, wanted to make sure I understood what their goal was. I still didn't agree. I still felt that. You know, they, they really hadn't given it as much thought as they probably should have, at least strategically. I mean, right. their heart was in the right place for sure. 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 I mean, it, there was a recent comment, you know, uh, you know, by, by Leo Laporte on one of uh, – I think it was Twit. Uh, he said, you know, when you, you kind of do this to, you know, groups of, of minorities of whatever color, gender, whatever, you're almost ghettoizing their content. <laughs> And and I think there's a lot of truth to that, right? I mean, because, you know, there are a lot of brilliant women who deserve to stand on the big stage and deserve to be lauded for their thoughts. And so when you degrade that stage, I think that it degrades their efforts, and that's not fair to them. You know, and, and this takes us back to branding, um, Cade, because really, if you think about it, TED is about 
ideas worth spreading, correct? Yep, yep. that's well, guess their what? slogan. Then base exactly. And the thing is, is I felt that Ted Women is going against their brand because their brand is about ideas worth spreading, not about marginalizing a group and not about you know, splitting off or taking a topic and, you know, focusing on it off of the main stage. It's about bringing great ideas. And if, if the idea is that there are many women who can advance our world and advance our society, then get those messages on the big stage. Don't, you know, take that topic and put it off on a separate stage. That's a, yeah. I mean, you and I are, we could echo one <laughs> another all day. Things. Exactly. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you, you have your brand forward blog, um, right. you know, and that seems to be a place where you, you put up some pretty thoughtful content. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I've gone through Thanks. some of the posts and, and it seems like you really, you think these things all the way through. I mean, talk to me about, you know, why you started the blog and, and kind of your process in creating content for it. Well, um, you know, I've wanted to write a blog for a long time. Even back whenever, um, you know, blogs were just first starting to get out, I, I was already thinking about this type of a, of a blog. And um, I was just way too busy. I had a whole lot of burden on my shoulders at the agency I worked at. And pretty much, I mean, I had no spare time. <laughs> I was working, you know, 70, 80 hour weeks and there really was no time to, you know, just focus on the things that I wanted to share. So whenever I basically decided to telecommute for that agency and take a lot of my workload off and pursue my own clients, um, kind of under their umbrella, uh, I started to have a lot more time and a lot of the things I wanted to share about branding and just, you know, a lot of marketing things, social culture, just, it was the perfect time. And, um, you know, I think, that's basically what happened was I finally just found the time and now I'm kind of like pulling from a backlog of a lot of things that I've learned over the years and mixing it with social media. It's really exciting, it you know, getting is. to dovetail the two together. Well, you're starting to see kind of the synergies between the two, right? I mean, this is something that as a brand manager, you've seen time and again, right? Where, you know, you need your market research in order to affect customer experience and then customer support. It's just now you're getting to mix it with, you know, interesting services and platforms that are much more real time than anything that you were previously doing. And I think that's where this gets really interesting for marketers on a whole and, and why I think that people like yourself are so critical to, you know, a lot of businesses continuing to grow and helping this, this economic situation get slightly better. Well, I have to tell you, Cade, um, I feel really, really lucky. Um, just coming with, you know, a deep marketing and advertising background and then being able to see all the tools that are out there right now, it's super exciting because if I didn't have the marketing background that I have right now, you know, things like Foursquare wouldn't have the depth of value that I see in them. Mm -hmm. It would just be another, you know, Geolo application. Yeah. But because I because I've worked, you know, in promotions and I've done PR and, you know, I've done advertising and creative, it's like, whoa, <laughs> all of the possibilities are just amazing. And, um, you know, that's all I can say is that this is just really an amazing time. And I'm just excited, beyond excited to be in the industry. Well, people like yourself, and, and I, I, I'll venture a, you know, brag, bragging moment here and say that, you know, I'll, I'll include myself in this one. Um, you know, we can see kind of the matrix for what it is, right? Well, you, you can see all the data impl implications that might right. come of all these, you know, different services and why they all matter. Um, right. And so it's now, okay, you know, there's, you know, it seems like from the outside looking in, there's a new service every six months that is, you know, top, top slot. 
And no, that's that's the perfect analogy. It's like Neo finally getting to the point where he could manipulate the Matrix. You know, absolutely. the first two movies, he really just kind of was a victim inside of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he could manipulate it. And that's a beautiful analogy. I think you did a great job with that one. Thank you. But it's one of those where now that we have all this data and we're starting to get it all together and it's all real time and it's location based and, and your ability to be an effective marketer, an effective brand manager you know, an effective evangelist, whatever you want to label yourself as, it's just it's so greatly amplified. But It's because of connections. That's why. It's oh. not – I mean, yes, real time is helping it, but it's just that you can connect with the consumer so much more deeply. All these, all these years, you know, as brand managers, creatives, we've always talked about giving lip service to connecting with the consumer yeah. and the emotional connection and blah, blah, blah. And now it's for real. We really get to be, you know, we're in another thing, too, that I just have to bring up is that, you know, over time, just looking in the past at different clients, it's really hard to bring them into that place where they really want to connect with their consumer. A lot of them, you know, they're just focused on the the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And now with social media, it's like all of those years that we've been trying to get clients to understand that they have to do the right thing. They need to connect with the consumer. They have to really think about the consumer before they, you know, go out and market to them and or put their product together. They're starting to see this now. And that's a that's just incredible. Well, it gives people like yourself a huge edge where you've always been telling people that they need to care about their consumer and that they, they you <laughs> yes. know, they need to interact with them. You can't be one of the big things for me as, you know, a consultant contractor over the course of the last couple of years on and off has been that so many businesses are scared to talk to their customers. It is absolutely phenomenal. Like it just I cannot believe that that you run a business where you're scared of the people who are paying you for a product or service. Have you had it's a similar because they experience? have so much control, Kay. That's what it is. Yeah. It's because the consumer has control and that's why clients are in fear. Gosh, I, I mean, you know, have you had any kind of experiences similar to that, though, where, you know, you've had a, uh, someone who is a client and is afraid of, you know, potentially interacting with them or afraid of changing a product to ser better serve a stated need? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I can think of I can think of, you know, a couple that really have been very hesitant to engage in social media. And, you know, me just from what you read on the Brandford mm -hmm. blog and my Twitter and, you know, Facebook that I'm very involved in social media and I have a really good grasp of it. And so when I go into a client and I say, OK, we need to talk about your social media component of your marketing strategy. And they're just, you know, they look like a deer in the headlights and you just want to tell them, look, you've got to embrace it because guess what? You know, somebody already created a Facebook page that's making fun of this organization. And that is a true story. Yeah. I found I found a, like a parody Facebook page for one of my clients. And I had to go in and say, um, you know, <laughs> two years ago, I was telling you guys we needed to do something. And now here's what's happening. Your consumers are going to take ownership if you don't. Wow. I mean, and that just echoes some of my experiences. And so that's why I'm kind of stunned by this because <laughs> I, I've I've been on both sides of that conversation, unfortunately, which is never fun, but it, it needs to happen. So, you know, bringing this out of the marketing sphere, though, because obviously this is something that you and I could talk about for days and days. What are some of the other things that, that help fill your days and, and, and give you some uh, passion for life? Oh, my goodness. OK, well, um, you didn't know what kind of story you were going to get on this, did you? No, I had no <laughs> um, clue. But that's the fun part about asking open-ended questions. You get great content from people. Well, here's what happened. Um, you know, I, I told you about whenever I, you know, I, I got my first, you know, copywriting job mm -hmm. at 19. 
And basically, I was just super passionate about advertising from that moment on, working really hard. At times, I actually worked. Um, I had a morning show on the radio, and basically, I would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go to that show, get off the air at 10 a.m., go to a full-time job and then go home. So I did that for a couple of years. And, um, you know, so I basically spent a lot of time doing a whole lot of work. And one day um, I just woke up and said, you know what? I've wanted to live in the Northeast my whole life. And if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And you know what? I've got to start living life. I can't just be, you know, focused on work all the time, even though work is my first love and my passion. I just felt like I wasn't experiencing everything life had to offer. So to answer your question, what do I fill my time with? Um, I love skiing and I love uh, mountain biking and hiking And um, I just love to travel and do road trips. And I've, you know, kind of situated my life in such a way that I can take advantage of those things now. So I live a very different life now than when I was in Texas. Well, you made you made an active choice to live the life that you wanted to. Right. And that's that's a key point that I think so many people feel trapped. And I was a baby boomer. I acted like I thought I was a baby boomer. (laughs) I I thought I'm serious. I thought I was in the generation, you know. (laughs) That was far before me just because I worked. I guess I had my family's work ethic. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just I just didn't know how to enjoy life. And I'm so glad that I, I got to that that wake up point and realized that, you know, you only live once. Be thankful that it didn't take the form of uh, some of the other former guests of the show where they had, you know, a physical issue that forced them to wake up and stop some of uh, their destructive oh. behaviors. So, you know, it, it's great that you had that epiphany. It's great that you have executed on it so brilliantly. And Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I mean, it was tough. I mean, I moved 2,000 miles away and pretty much drove across country, you know. It was um, an adventure. Know, not knowing what was on the other side, right? I mean, exactly. you, you just That's you, exactly it. you jumped without any idea on what was on there, but you, you yep. knew that you loved where you thought you were going. Yes, that's right. I moved to Connecticut, actually. Okay. <laughs> A so, suburb of the city gotcha. and um, loved it. Well, it, it makes you happy, right? I mean, that, absolutely. I love to go home. I mean, I miss Texas and I had great friends there and we still stay in touch. And every time I go back home, because I have a few clients still there, every time I go home, it's like I have to spend two nights with one friend, two nights with another friend, two nights with another friend. And I usually try to stay a week or two when I'm there just to get a whole lot of you know business done and get a whole lot of socializing done. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, let's uh, you know, kind of wrap up this interview by le- asking, or I will ask you, uh, who are some of those people on Twitter or just out there on the social web who you really appreciate their content? Because I'm sure that it's it's very different than some of the uh, the, the stuff you've referenced earlier in the interview. Well, you know, I, there's so many people. I, I really try to stay in contact with my followers sure. and people I follow. And, you know, it, it can be hard because, you know, once you get into several thousand, it's like there's a lot of people to stay in contact with. But I believe in, you know, being genuine. But I have to say there's a handful of people that I just, you know, from the minute I started following them, I've just adored them and started to build really good relationships with them. And I'd say probably um, one of the top ones is Edward Boches from Mullen. Um, I've started to kind of, you know, see him as my mentor from afar. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I like to pay attention to what he's doing. And I'm always cracking up because, you know, sometimes he'll be, he'll write a post that I'm like in the middle of writing, like, oh my gosh, it looks like I'm going to be copying him if I write this. But I mean, he's, he's super good natured and and we talk. And um, another person that I really, really have a good relationship with is Kat Jaber and she's Kat Jabe 
on Twitter. Okay. She is such a great person. That's all I have to say. I mean, she's just, she's got great heart, great soul, very insightful and intuitive. Um, you know, she's a brand coach. She's a career coach, a life coach, and she's really helped me. And I think she's definitely somebody to follow. Um, couple of other people. Uh, Kendra Kennison. She's Kay Kennison. Mm -hmm. um, she's from Texas. She's from the city where I came from. Okay. And she was a client at one point in time way back. Um, she was running for city council. And um, we developed a really interesting friendship since I moved away. <laughs> We're closer now than whenever I was there, I guess probably because I was working so much and didn't mm -hmm. really see her much. But mm -hmm. she's great. That's, that's very interesting. And then uh, it sounds like you got one more there for me. Yeah, um, well, actually, I've got two. Um, okay. Stanford with Pushing Social. He's awesome. He rocks. And um, Rob Schwartz, um, Schwartz C14. He's a chief creative at um, TBWA LA. And I've started to follow him lately and love his content, and he's a good guy. Well, that's a Hopefully great. Hopefully, I'll get to see him all at South by Southwest. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean South by is that big congregation of uh, you know just pretty much anybody at this point when it's getting as large as it is. Yeah. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where's the the best place for people to uh, kind of do some research on you? Is that is that the uh, Brand Forward blog? Yeah, you can go to Brand Forward blog or my LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, all my handles are typically Michelle Trip. Okay. Just the same as my Twitter. Gotcha. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. It's been a blast having you. Thanks for inviting me, Cade. Well, guys, that just about finishes up this episode of Meet My Followers. Please follow Michelle. That's at Michelle Tripp on Twitter. Head on over to her Brand Forward blog. That's over at MichelleTripp.com. And uh, interact with her because I think there are a lot of people, especially those who are listening to the show, who could benefit by interacting with her. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you come back for a future episode. But uh, if you have a few minutes over the long over the weekend, uh, please head on over to the I Wear Your Shirt hiring page uh, and rate my video. The easiest way to get there, though, is bit.ly slash K-I-W-Y-S. That'll get you right to the page that I need the ratings and comments on. Uh, any uh, Anybody who can help me out there would be greatly appreciated. Thank you again, guys. Have a great day and a phenomenal weekend.